Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. And next year I promise to learn a couple more languages or at least phrases so I can say, uh, say it uh, in a few more languages. But um, it's a joy and a delight to be here with you. Like I said last night, uh, for all of those who are here willingly and all those who are maybe dragged a little bit or guilted, it is still a joy and a delight to be here with you. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are welcome. I hope St. Nicholas was good to you all last night and today. Uh, St. Nicholas uh, was a very interesting the original St. Nicholas, the man who was made a saint, um, he um, was not made a saint for nothing. The original St. Nicholas sold all he had to help the poor and the needy. He used his own money to save girls from being sold into slavery, saved people wrongly imprisoned because of a corrupt legal system, left chocolate and shoes and rode a horse. So this is how you do Christianity, people. This is generosity and compromiso, commitment. And we can all be little St. Nicholas in our own ways, um, enjoying chocolate and justice in equal measures, serving others and enjoying to the fullest, to the max, this life that is a gift from God. While I was reading different stories about Bethlehem, I came across a beautiful account from Mia Jaradat about when she was actually, she spent Christmas in Bethlehem a few years ago. And she says that the Christmas season I spent in Bethlehem forever changed my understanding of the holiday and its meanings for Christians, Muslims, and yes, even some Jews like me. It is also complicated, it also complicated my assumption, she said, about the Middle East, the birthplace of all Abrahamic religions. She said that for the tree lighting, Mohammed, her now husband, uh, and her joined the crowd in Manger Square there in Bethlehem. A simple plaza made of the same sand-colored limestone that covers the rest of Bethlehem. Rock that glows peach at sunrise and gold at sunset, shining white at midday. Rock that renders the city magical. It is anchored by the Church of the Nativity. Directly across the square stands the Mosque of Omar. The unlit tree stood in between the two houses of worship, and they were there with the crowd to see it. She says, among the many faces that were turned expectantly toward the display, she was surprised to see people of all types, of all religions. It just broke her imagining of who would be at Manger Square in Bethlehem on the night the Christmas tree was lit. 
So the mayor at that time, Bethlehem uh, Mayor Vera Bavone, a Christian Palestinian woman who had been elected the year before, took the stage alongside the tree for the big moment. It is time now to light the tree of Christmas in the capital of Christmas, to shine brightness and hope to the world at large and to remain a glorious memory in our hearts, proclaimed the mayor. So she began counting down in Arabic, which I will not butcher, so I'll just say it in English, 10, and a band began to play. And then she hit one, and the tree remained dark. Mia held her breath. She felt a flurry of both hope and disappointment as the tree remained dark. And then the tree lit, a star glowing red on top. The Muslim and Christian crowd roared, relieved and moved by the cheering around me, she writes. Tears rushed into my eyes and I felt kind of foolish, both embarrassed by both my doubt and the magnitude of my relief. This year, she says, thinking back on that night in Bethlehem, now at the end of these difficult years, I keep returning to that moment between the countdown and the tree sparking to life. That moment when the darkness enveloping the tree seemed even darker because it wasn't supposed to be there, because it defied our expectations of light. And just when I began to panic, just when I began to lose faith, it came, the light. Just as it did in the beginning, as it always does when we're certain it won't. When we're certain the flame inside us all is all but dead, God whispers into our hearts, kindling it, kindling us again and again. Of course, we Christians celebrate that light coming into the world as an incarnate God. God made flesh in human history, the babe born in the manger, showing us that we were loved first so that we may love. We were loved first so that we may love. This world is sometimes plunged into a darkness that, or trouble that we think we cannot overcome, and yet gathered and looking at our heroes of faith, we look and we see that Mary said yes in the midst of the most um, wild uncertainty. And we are called, like Mary, to say yes to birthing Christ, to birthing the Holy into our world again today. There was a poem read at the 
lessons and carols over at the King's College in Cambridge. The title is Refugee. We think of him as safe beneath the steeple or cozy in a crib beside the fonts, but he is with a million displaced people on the long road of weariness and wants. For even as we sing our final carol, his family is up and on the road, fleeing wrath of someone else's quarrel, glancing behind and shouldering their load. Whilst Herod ranges still from his dark tower, Christ clings to Mary, fingers tightly curled. The lambs are slaughtered by the men of power and death squads spread their curse across the world. But every Herod dies and comes alone to stand before the Lamb upon the throne. Rowan Williams, in a book of sermons entitled Ray of Darkness, quotes a line from a Welsh poet, Henry Vaughan, there is a God, some say, there is in God, some say, a deep yet dazzling darkness. And yes, we sing of love and peace and grace. We sing uh, lullabies and happy songs and light lights. But we sing this to be a light in this world and into that dazzling darkness which is and can be like the darkness of the womb or a starlit night. And we are called to join Mary in her yes, her yes to the nurturing and birthing of the holy in our lives and in our world. As Christine Painter wrote, as heaven and earth joined together in the holy child, Blessed was your yes. A little bit later in this service, April will sing the song, Mary, Did You Know? And I found some additional lyrics that I think are so profound as well. And I think that they invite us they invite us like Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the magi and all who go to adore the Christ child to remember, to say yes to God's big asks of us. To remember to be like the original Saint Nicholas who did so much for others because of his faith in Christ, to try to be a voice and a sign of love and grace in a world that needs it. So these alternative words are, Mary, did you know that your ancient words would leap up off the pages? They're talking about um, the Magnificat, of course. Mary, did you know that your spirit song would echo 
through the ages. Mary, did you know that your holy cry would be subversive word, that the tyrants would be trembling when they know your truth is heard? Mary, did you know that your lullaby would stir your own child's passion? Mary, did you know that your song inspires the work of liberation? Mary, did you know that we hear your voice for the healing of the nations? Mary, did you know your unsettling cry can help renew creation? Do you know that we need your faith, the confidence of you? May the God that you believe in be so true. May our yes to nurturing and birthing Christ in this world and in our lives, to nurturing and birthing the holy, may our yes be blessed. May our yes be blessed. May we remember the holy family, so humble and yet so courageous as we continue to celebrate the birth of Christ our King. Amen. Amen.